Welcome to EdTech Journeys, the Wayne County Public Schools podcast where we explore the ever-evolving world of educational technology and its impact on teaching and learning. Our mission is to help educators stay up-to-date with the latest EdTech trends and best practices. In each episode, we'll sit down with experts, teachers, and administrators to discuss their experiences and share insights into how blended learning and technology integration are transforming education. Join us as we embark on a new adventure in learning. This is EdTech Journeys with Robert Yancey. In this episode of EdTech Journeys, we delve into the world of high school career and technical education with two dedicated CTE teachers who specialize in teaching Adobe software. They share insights into Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign courses, discussing the benefits of Adobe certifications, engaging projects, and the role of technology in preparing students for future careers. Stay through the end as we have a little fun with our guests in our 5 and 5 segment. Now, let the journey begin. Today, we are joined by two guests, Caitlin Foss and Julie Brown. They are CTE teachers in Wayne County Public Schools who teach a very useful and engaging class for their students. Ladies, would you please introduce yourselves and tell our listeners a little bit about your professional backgrounds? Okay, my name is Julie Brown. I am currently teaching at East Wayne High School, and I began teaching in 2000, and I actually began at Rosewood High School, mm -hmm. and I had, I took five years off because I had twins who are in college now, <laughs> so I did come back to the classroom when they started school, and they both are graduates of Wayne County Public Schools themselves, but I have taught, I am certified in business and marketing, and I have taught various courses as business classes have come and gone and changed over the years. But I have been teaching Adobe Visual for nine years now. And that's probably been one of the longest classes that I have taught and um, being, you know, within the school system. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do enjoy teaching business classes. Um, I feel like it is a good trade for the kids to know in any profession that they do go into when they do graduate high school. All right. Terrific. I'm Caitlin Foss, and I teach at Southern Wayne. I've been there for 17 years, and I have a master's, or a master's degree in business education, and I teach Adobe Visual Design. I've been teaching that for quite a few years, and I'm also teaching computer science courses, and um I decided to teach business because, first of all, I love the content, mm -hmm. and also I think it's useful. It transfers over to every area. The stuff they learn, not only in my class, transfers over to their English classes and their other classes, as well as when they go out and get a job. Mm -hmm. They can use the skills that they're learning in my class in a lot of other areas. Okay. Terrific. So both of you have alluded to Adobe Visual Design classes. Um, so my understanding with these classes, uh, it involves Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator, and uh, InDesign, correct? Correct. Okay, so, so what motivated your schools to want to offer Adobe Design? Um, you know, 
I guess it's voluntary uh, as far as, you know, which schools teach what, you know, based upon student interests. Um, but, but what motivated your schools to kind of go down that path? Well, my principal at the time, um, Dr. John Bolt, this is several years ago, mm -hmm. he saw something about it in a publication, and he wanted to have that at our school and offer those credentials and give that opportunity for our students. So that's how it started, and we started out with one class, mm -hmm. and then now we offer several sections of it every year. Okay, okay. Well, my, my story's a little different. Um, I actually began to... I, transferred and began teaching at Wayne School of Engineering mm -hmm. and they had Adobe there mm -hmm. and that's kind of what got me in the door and opened this opportunity and from my understanding Adobe Visual was already placed and there for the students to take mm -hmm. but our biggest outlet for the students at Wayne School of Engineering was we designed the yearbook and in design mm -hmm. and it was very hands-on for the students and that's what got me into that avenue and then I during COVID years I got transferred to Eastern Wayne High School and that was already in place there okay and so now I'm actually teaching a level two course at Eastern Wayne so it has gotten bigger just at Eastern Wayne High School since I have been there. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, ju just from a very low-level point of view, you know, I mean, does it benefit the kids? <laughs> do the kids like it? They do for the most part. Okay. Um, especially the students that are very creative. They really enjoy it, especially like getting to InDesign and being able to draw things. Right. And we're not InDesign, sorry, Illustrator. But they also, with Photoshop, Photoshop can be fun. It's fun taking somebody else's head and placing it <laughs> on somebody else's body. I mean, they, they have fun doing that. They think it's funny. Yep. And they get to create things that they want to show their friends. Sure, sure. Have you had a similar experience at Eastern Wayne? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, I mean, the kids, and just by having the kids want to take the second level course shows that their interest is still there and involved. And, and even things like, I take it, we did a graphic resume mm -hmm. in InDesign. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, an illustrator, you can develop a business card, you know, showing real life examples mm -hmm. on how they can use these programs in, you know, all walks of life. Sure, sure. So could you provide some insights into the curriculum and structure of these Adobe courses? Uh, what are the key learning objectives and outcomes that, that you, you aim to achieve with the kids? The, the main curriculum, you know, the, the end goal was for them to get certification. Okay. So then they can be certified in Photoshop, Illustrator, and if they take the second level in design. Mm -hmm. We normally start off of, it's a lot of vocabulary, but um, the the tools. Mm -hmm. It's just going through and, and showing them all that it has to offer. And and I'm upfront and honest, I do not know all the tools. I mean, mm -hmm. Photoshop itself can be a class, just Photoshop, because we cannot get through everything that Photoshop has to offer. But by looking at the tools, showing the kids that, all those tools, what they can do and is available for editing purposes and things like that. And then the end goal is to get that certification. Sure, sure. Because that's something they can put on their resume and have for life. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything to add, Ms. Foss? Well, the first class is Adobe Visual Design 1, mm -hmm. and the two 
programs are Illustrator and Photoshop in that class. Mm -hmm. And then the second class is InDesign. Mm -hmm. But with all the programs, though, especially, which I haven't taught InDesign yet, but you're still pulling stuff that you learn from Adobe Visual One because you're having to pull in pictures and edit pictures and place them in Photoshop, I mean, InDesign. And um, so everything is intertwined. Mm -hmm. And just like when I teach... Um, Photoshop, like she said, the program is so large. There's so much that you can do in it. You can't teach every single thing. I think even if you taught that all year long, you still won't be able to teach everything. But I do try to teach my students where to find. So if they if they don't know where a tool is, where to go to find it, so mm -hmm. that they can you know use it. And all the all the tools you use together, you work with them together to create an end result. Mm -hmm. So one of the hardest things I figured out, I'm a very linear person. Like I want to go from point A to point B to point C. But when you teach this class, like you have to use other tools to get like one particular task done. Mm -hmm. So that that has been different for me with teaching the class. So it's not like you're covering one objective at a time. You're covering multiple objectives at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the program, you have to, up, every year it's updated. So you have to right. learn new avenues every semester, it seems <laughs> like, that we teach. Well, the, the companies keep you all on your toes, right? Yes, sir. They, they do. sure do. I saw something new today when I was teaching Illustrator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Ms. Brown already alluded to this, but I, I'm just going to go ahead and ask. Um, the Adobe certifications, they, they, they seem like they're a pretty significant portion uh, of the class. Um, how do these certifications impact um, the students as far as their future educational or career prospects? I, I know you, you mentioned, Ms. Brown, you know, this is something they could put on their resume. I mean, what, what is the, I guess, real-world value? of these certifications? Well, first of all, it says, hey, I know how to use these programs. I'm mm -hmm. proficient in using Illustrator, InDesign, or Photoshop. So if they're going um, into graphic design or even if they want to do photography, I know a lot of people do photography or even do that on the side, that will help them um, with their job, especially if they get hired by a photographer or mm -hmm. graphic design company. Mm -hmm. Well, and I've had, I mean, I've had even teachers at my school, I want to come and sit in on your class because <laughs> I need to learn how to do this or that. Or, right. And that's been really neat to sh know that the students have talked about it to where our teachers are even recognizing that we offer that at our school and what, you know, possibilities they can have in sure. learning the program. Sure. So uh, you've, you've already kind of mentioned it earlier, you know, the kids enjoy working on projects uh, in, in these classes. Um, so can you share some examples of projects the students work on and maybe explain how these projects may enhance their creativity or, or their digital skills? Well, one of the projects that we do is an album cover. Mm -hmm. And so the kids for that one, they get excited because, you know, everybody has the dream of becoming a famous musician when they're younger. And so they're inputting the tool, or first of all, they're being creative as to how they want to design it, but then they're required to use um, like overlays and do different things with text. So they're pulling in all these objectives, but they get so excited about it. They want it to be printed. They want us to print them. They want to 
they'll put them in the front of their notebook and show their friends. And of course, occasionally I have somebody, can I take this to the wall? Because they want everybody to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, that's their favorite. That's one of their favorite ones that they do. But they want to take, a lot of them still, you think when, we, when you have elementary age children, they want to take home their papers and put them on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. High school students still want to, too. Sure, sure. All right. I'll go off of a project I'm doing in my Adobe 2 class that mm-hmm. this is the first time I've done it, and it's really turning out pretty pretty cool. But um, I have a small – it's about 15 students in there, and I've divided them up, and each group has a CTE department. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a flyer for that CTE department. So they're having to take pictures, edit the pictures in Photoshop, and then pulling it in, in design and listing, you know, kind of – what the department stands for, courses they offer. So hopefully we can use it to help promote CTE and mm-hmm. our courses, you know, of all of our areas. And that's been kind of fun for the students to interact with the other teachers mm-hmm. and as well help promote our whole program, you know, all of our programs at our school. Mm-hmm. So that's been real fun. Do, do, do you think the kids have obtained uh, um, some professional soft skills uh, in that process, working with the teachers, talking with them, because they've had an interview. Uh-huh. So I, I made the um, you know, type out the interview questions. I had to proof them, mm-hmm. and then they edit or whatever they had to do before they interview the the teachers. And even the teachers are like, some of these are good questions, and the, you know, the students did come up with them. I might have helped them a little bit, but like you said, those are skills that's going to take them after high school, of course. Sure, sure. So I'm assuming these are some pretty tech-savvy kids. Uh, They're they're comfortable uh, working with the software and the programs. Um, In what ways do you integrate technology into your teaching methods to make learning the Adobe software more engaging or effective for your students? Well, one thing, and I don't know if this quite answers your question, but... There were a lot of shortcuts and a lot of things that go, you know, like control S is saved. Mm-hmm. And I try to share those things and share them if they're applicable to other programs, like selecting multiple objects at one time. Mm-hmm. Anything I can think of that can transfer over into other programs, I try to make note of that and let them know because I want to teach them whatever I can, even if it doesn't exactly apply to that, but anything I can think of that'll help them, Mm -hmm. especially with technology, Mm -hmm. I want it, you know, I want it to benefit them and then be able to use it beyond my class. Sure, sure. Um, and, and, I, and I do find that when, when um, you, you teach people the shortcuts, when you teach them um, how to find different options and what have you, um, even adults, um, they, they become a little bit more engaged with the program at that point. So, so yeah, that, that's a worthwhile strategy. I would agree because it, they do have a lot of shortcuts. and. Mm-hmm. And you can't memorize all the shortcuts. I mean, I tell the students all the time, that's why I do not know a lot of shortcuts because I like to know exactly where to find it. But I think, too, a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, me being a teacher, like I said before, and not knowing everything in the programs is teaching the kids that, no, I don't know everything, and Mm -hmm. we still have to find answers. Mm -hmm. And how can we find it? Mm -hmm. You know, whether watching a YouTube video on how to do this certain tool or how to use this certain tool. So, you know, we're teaching the kids that there are other resources out there available for them to learn how to do something or 
critique something because, you know, just because I'm a teacher doesn't mean I know everything for sure. Right. Well, I, I will tell you the first lesson of working in technology is uh, know where to find your answers. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, because we, we can't keep everything <laughs> locked and, away. And it in changes. Our... Yep. I mean, yep. like I said, every semester, every year, I mean, our curriculum, it's updated all the time. It is. And so, we, you know, you have to stay on top of it, obviously. Sure. sure. So how do you assess and measure the progress and proficiency of your students um, using the Adobe software throughout the course? We are very fortunate that they've purchased a program called Mm G-Metrics. And G-Metrics is kind of like practice tests Mm -hmm. that are set up similar to the actual test so students can get used to the format and the types of questions. Um, to prepare them for the certification test. Mm -hmm. So I use that in combination with projects that combine um, using different tools and things like that. And I also walk around my room, I monitor. If I see somebody struggling on doing something, Mm -hmm. I'll stop. I'll kind of guide them through to show them how to to do that particular task. Um, But, I mean, we always have to monitor because somebody's going to, I mean, somebody always needs needs a little extra attention to help them get through that particular learning objective. Sure. I 100% agree, and I think we have a lot of the same teaching styles. But also, you know, it's nice because in our classes, it's it's very interactive. Mm -hmm. Everybody's at a computer, has the program open, so we help each other out, you know. And we might not know something as teachers, and then sometimes I'm like, has someone did this and this? If so, raise your hand. Oh, well, can you help this student over here Mm-mm. because they're having trouble or show him how to paste a picture in or something like that because we can't help them all at the same time, and especially when we're working on the same project. So it's a very interactive class for everybody, you know, and so there's talking, there's walking around. Sure. And and I think that's why the students enjoy the, the class as well. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can make a comment, I think most classes should be like that at all times. Uh, if I walk into a classroom and it's dead silence, I, I have to wonder to myself, uh, what, what's going on in here? <laughs> um, so are there any success stories or notable achievements uh, from your students who have completed uh, the Adobe certification uh, process? Um, how have these certificates possibly influenced their career paths? Well, I have a couple students. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually students I taught at Wayne School of Engineering, but I know one of them is at ECU mm-hmm. Honors College, and he actually does photography. Mm-hmm. He does it on the side. And he took both levels of my courses and got certified, and he's loving it. And I think he wants to get his master's, but he wants to do photography and something along that line you know, for his future. Mm-hmm. And then I do have another student. He um, actually went to UNC Wilmington and graduated in film design in Adobe Premiere, mm-hmm. Premiere Pro, mm-hmm. and in video editing. And he's very successful in that. And he's I'm pretty sure has a job now because I think he just graduated this past year. So okay, very, you know... Those are the two that I know of off the top of my head right, right, that right. have been 
followed that pathway. Right, right, and and that and that's admirable. I mean, to to be able to uh, start something all the way back in high school and still <laughs> uh, be moving forward with it that that's great. That's great. Um, so what challenges have you encountered when teaching Adobe in a school setting, <laughs> and how have you overcome those challenges? Well, for this semester, that it's shorter uh-huh. uh, than next semester, time has a challenge. Sure. When we walked in here, I told Julie, I said, do you realize we have 12 school days before exams left? Mm-hmm. And so that puts a, a little bit of stress on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we first started teaching Adobe, there was not a laid out curriculum. Mm-hmm. We had objectives, um, but we didn't have, you know, exactly... The projects. The projects and things like that. So we had to do a lot of sharing and YouTube, like YouTubing and Googling (laughs) and and things like that. But now the state has come out with a Moodle shell or, sorry, a Canvas shell that kind of helps us guide through it, which, of course, I like to throw in my own activities and things that I found elsewhere. Um, But that, that has helped a lot to keep me organized to make sure that I cover everything that I need to cover mm-hmm. based off that. So I add and subtract from from that membership. I will compliment Miss Files. She is very organized and she helped me out a lot because we both started teaching it about the same time. Mm-hmm. I think the whole county offer, started offering it at the same time. And she shared all of her projects and well, we all shared, you know, mm-hmm. we found something that worked, we would share it. And so we had to do that for several years when we first started teaching Adobe. And Mm we, sometimes I felt like we were just flying by. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) By the seat, but. And we were having to teach the program to ourselves. Right. Before we taught the kids. I, I can imagine that that was quite a challenge in and of itself. It was. Um, if it's a program that you're just not used to working with. I, I mean, I myself, even today, when I'm introduced to a new program, uh, there, there's a bit of a learning curve that, that I have to engage in before I can start turning around and talking to other people about it. 100%. And, uh, and I've used Adobe before. It is not user-friendly, necessarily. It is not. <laughs> And I mean, sometimes like I'll go a semester without teaching it. Mm-hmm. And then when I go back that next semester, I have to refresh my memory before every, you know, assignment just because if you don't use it every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have programs like that that I only use about twice a year. And uh, and yeah, I have to teach myself <laughs> <laughs> all over again every time. Um, so as technology is constantly evolving. How do you stay up to date with the latest developments in Adobe software to ensure your students are learning the most current skills? Well, we we have, I mean, luckily with CTE, we do have summer conference every Mm -hmm. summer. Mm -hmm. And we try, I know Caitlin went last summer when they got the new curriculum out for Adobe, didn't you? It was the summer before last. Okay. And she was able to go and share that information and what she um, learned. And I went this past summer, but summer conference is a good good resource, especially if they're introducing a new curriculum. And then um, we have a Moodle, mm-hmm. and it's really neat. The teachers share files on there that are teaching the same subjects, and it's it's a whole you know database, I guess, that we share information and topics and. 
that's a really good resource. And ask questions. And ask mm -hmm. questions. And, and for our listeners, um, could you just give them a quick idea of what is Moodle? It's kind of a, well, in general, it's kind of like Canvas mm -hmm. or Blackboard where um, some schools use it as like their online class or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's comparable to what we use in the state as Canvas. Mm -hmm. And so you can set up modules up there. Um, and so for the Moodle for us, mm -hmm. there are modules for like computer science classes, mm -hmm. the Adobe classes, there's a Moodle for construction. And so we can go on there. If there's a curriculum, they'll have that posted in there. Mm -hmm. um, and there'll be discussion forums so you can ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times there'll be questions like, I'm, I can't get um, G-Metrics to run mm -hmm. on my computers. What do I need to do? And mm -hmm. so a lot of people will come on there and offer suggestions as to how to get your program to work or what you can do, you know, to fix this issue. Um, or just ask questions, just general questions, like where do you find... Um, this, how do you sign up for, you know, to take the certification test? Sure, sure. And so teachers who've done that before can go in and respond. Okay, okay. That, that's that's pretty neat that the state set that up for y'all to, to be a, a communication hub, if you will, uh, for uh, for your CTE classes. So that that's, uh, that's very nice. Um, how do you encourage and support students who may... I don't know, just find Adobe software challenging. Um, what strategies might you use to ensure that all students can succeed in these courses? Well, you might have to give a little extra one-on-one -on -one attention mm -hmm. um, to those students. And then, of course, praise them. You know, if they've done something, you know, you you know, tell them they've done a good job. Tell them you like the, the project that they created, that it looks great. And mm -hmm. even giving them that little boost of confidence will kind of help them along the way. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and I was talking with Caitlin before about how a lot of our projects and grading is subjective mm -hmm. because, I mean, it might look good to you, but maybe not to another person. And so, you know, our main goal is to look at if they've used the tools mm -hmm. and know where the tools are. Mm -hmm. And so those students that might be a little challenged or need a little extra help, if they can just learn or use the tool in the proper way, that's all we really, you know, care about. And tell them it looks mm -hmm. great, even though it might not be, you know, exactly what we're looking for. And I think that that kind of boosts their, you know, oh, I did something and I did it right. Or mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so could you share your thoughts? I, I mean, I look at Adobe Design, even though it's a CTE course, I still look at it as an application of educational technology. Um, so could you give us your thoughts on how the usage of the software, usage of the tools that you have in the classroom, um, how it's preparing our students for the digital workforce um, and, and, and developing those skills that they will need in the future? Just... Technology, I mean, is not going away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a cell phone, mm -hmm. and you know, they can edit pictures on their cell phone, but Adobe gives them a more in-depth look at that, and it just kind of gives the students that problem-solving skills, I mm -hmm. think, thinking mm -hmm. on, you know, I can take this and make it into this, 
Um, it gives them access to, like we talked about before, finding other ways or other solutions mm-hmm. to do something. Mm-hmm. So it might not be just in the Photoshop program, but just real-world applications and how that program can help open up their minds into other areas of life and other subjects, like she was saying, you know, for English, math, or whatever. And, um, and like, you know, I teach them how to do a business card or the graphic resume. Mm-hmm. So those are things that they will need in, you know, after school for their skills for jobs or, or going to college. Mm-hmm. And teaching them the interview skills when we're doing the poster, Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that. So, I mean, I just feel like it's opening the doors into them thinking outside the box. Sure, sure. Well, and also we cover other things in the class that are not just necessarily strictly using the program. Like we have a unit on copyright. Mm. And I've noticed a lot of kids, you know, they just want to go to Google and find whatever picture and pull it off and and stick it up there, which you can't do. Right. So we're even pulling those and trying to teach kids, like, you can't just go get this picture. Mm -hmm. And um, so teach them to try to find or where they can find images that they can use. Mm -hmm. Or um, in my class, we take a lot of pictures of our own and use those because, you know, when you take a picture, you own the copyright. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's important, especially with our kids using social media all the time. Mm -hmm. They've got to be careful what they post. Mm -hmm. Um, But also they can edit their pictures before they post. Mm -hmm. And so we do bring in a lot of real-world examples about celebrities and and things like that, Um, how a lot of them, you know, edit their photos before they (laughs) put them online. Sure. Um, And pulling into copyright, how some of them have gotten sued because they used a a photographer's picture of themselves. So, Mm -hmm. and that does go on to their, you know, if they were to get out a job or go out in the world and get a job and they're, you know, promoting the business, they just can't take any picture and throw it up on the webpage or on social media. Sure. I've seen uh, plenty of businesses over the past 20 years get in trouble for uh, pulling down copyrighted photos and using it as uh, part of uh, some kind of promotional campaign or what have you. So, yeah, absolutely. That's something that they have to keep in mind. I I do also like the idea of um, using software, you know, or using uh, uh, something like Adobe um, to, uh, to promote that problem solving. Um, I, I, I might be a little biased here, but uh, I really feel like one of the primary skills that our kids need to develop moving forward is just being agile thinkers and, and being able to solve problems when given the right tool set. Um, a lot of times, um, I, I, a lot of times I see people throw up their hands when, when they can't solve something and, and, and they just kind of just give up. Um, and I hate to see students do that. Um, so developing those problem solving skills, uh, really can take them forward a lot, um, as they, uh, go into careers and, and whatnot. And and if I'm not mistaken, it's like one of the top five skills that uh, businesses are looking for are independent thinkers that can that can solve problems uh, independently. So so that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. 
what advice would you give to other educators who are interested in incorporating Adobe software into their curriculum for making digital projects with their own students? Where do they even start? I would say Moodle, <laughs> most definitely, and mm -hmm. then going to summer conference mm -hmm. in the summer. Um, because a lot of times, depending on what class you teach, they'll have workshops there, mm -hmm. and that will really help. And then obviously talking to other teachers who have taught it or mm -hmm. are teaching it, because that's, that's the biggest resource right there. Okay. So how about if I'm uh, just a history teacher? I'm not even CTE, right? But I've got this great idea. I think Adobe w would work well, you know, with this, but I have no idea <laughs> how to even work this program. I don't know what to do with my kids. I just have this idea. I mean, where do I go with that? I mean, well, first you got to have the Adobe program, and it's mm -hmm. not cheap. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so you do have to have that, but... On the Adobe website, they do have a lot of, of good tools and information that kind of can get you step-by-step step mm -hmm. through. I know I have shared a lot of that on Canvas with my students, mm -hmm. especially if it's a day, let's say I'm not going to be there. I make sure they have all the steps there in case they need help. Sure. And um, it kind of goes into them problem-solving. They find the answers through right. other avenues and so I would say the Adobe website, is, is it just Adobe or... Is I it? think so. When you go to Adobe, there's different things you can click on and search for something mm -hmm. in particular, like the tools that you're trying to use. Mm -hmm. um, but I would also say YouTube. YouTube has mm -hmm. lots of video tutorials that will take you through step-by-step step how to use if you search for a particular tool or what you're trying to do. And a lot of those YouTube videos are teachers, mm -hmm. actually, that have published them. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree. YouTube is a wonderful thing. Um, I actually saved uh, about uh, $200 uh, using YouTube to figure out how to replace uh, the the headlamps in my car. <laughs> so we've YouTube YouTube a lot to figure things out like that. Myself. Sure, oh, yes. sure. All right. Um, and and finally, what do you envision for the future of the Adobe program in your school? Are there any new developments or initiatives on the horizon? Well, one thing that I would like to do in the future, especially since next semester I'll be teaching Adobe Visual Design 2, which I have mm -hmm. not taught before, I would love to be able to work with the ag department. In the spring, they tend to, well, they typically sell, you know, flowers as a mm -hmm. fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And I would love to do something where my kids go and take pictures of, of you know, the flowers that they sell and mm -hmm. then work with her kids to come up with a description um, of that particular flower and then put it like a little catalog or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, the ag teacher can send it out to whoever they're trying to sell to. I would love to be able to work and do that with InDesign. So hopefully I'll be able to work across curriculums with other areas. Okay. And I, and I would agree, cross-curriculum. And like I said, this semester, the first time ever I'm doing the project with the other CTE programs and being able to incorporate cross-curricular, I think, would help and 
to get the kids more excited mm-hmm. to show, ooh, look what I'm learning in this class, but I can show my other teachers or other students what I'm doing, you know, in this class. And cross-curricular would be a huge asset mm-hmm. for Adobe in our classes. Okay. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I just want to thank you for uh, coming in and talking with us. Thank you. Well, thank you. Before we say goodbye to our guests, we have a segment called Five and Five. In this segment, we will ask both of you five questions that we hope you will be able to answer in five minutes. Are you ready? I hope so. I hope so. Okay. It is the end of the day, just remember. Okay, fair (laughs) enough, fair enough. So the first question, and feel free to jump in. Well, I tell you what, just for the sake of today's uh, session, Ms. Foss, if you'll answer the question first, and then we're going to come over here to Ms. Brown, okay? So question one, if you could make one rule for everyone in the world to follow, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Respect others. Okay, very good. I was going to say polite. Be polite. Okay, great. Question two. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time, and why haven't you done it yet? I want to go to Italy. Okay. And, of course, the reason why I hadn't done it is... um, First of all, I've got two small children at home, and so it also costs a lot of money to go to Italy. Sure. But sure. one day, one right. day, right. I will go to Italy. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> Ms. Brown? I was going to say travel more. Okay. Anywhere in particular? I just would love to go to overseas more. I mean, I've never been overseas, and I think we're taking our first trip next year, but we'll see. I just, two kids in college. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I'm assuming that's why you haven't done it yet. Yes, sir. Okay, very good. Um, question three. What is your funniest work story to date? I think it was my first or second year teaching, mm-hmm. and it was around the fair time, mm-hmm. and I was talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the fair. Another teacher and I are going to the fair tonight. Who's going to the fair? And one of my students said, you're going to the fair? Like, it's weird, like, to see teachers out in public. And I asked him, I said, well, what do you think we do when we leave school? And he said, sit at home and read books. <laughs> so that's that's one that has stuck with me all these years. Okay. Ms. Brown? I mean, looking back, it was one of my first years teaching, probably 2000, 2001. A student, looking back, at the time it wasn't funny, but it is funny after the fact. He um, brought some food from the home ec class into my room, mm-hmm. and I was writing on the board and turn around, and he had all this food out and was just sharing it with all the students. And I'm like, "What in the world?" <laughs> and I, I got mad, of course, at the time. Right. But looking right. back, it it was kind of funny that you know, high school students they'll just not think about it and do it. Yeah, he was just sharing. He right? was, but. <laughs> Not in a computer lab. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to get any of those crumbs in the keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Um, Question four. If money were no object, how would you spend your time? Um, I would probably be on a tropical island somewhere. Um, 
just doing whatever I want to. It'd definitely not be working. <laughs> um, but I would be on a tropical island or a yacht somewhere enjoying life. All right. Sprout. I, I mean, I just, I would love to travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, go to different countries and see the world and just be able to, to travel and not have to worry about the expenses sure. or having sure. to come back to work. <laughs> So so this is the second time you mentioned travel, so I'm going to ask this as a follow-up question to okay. this question. Um, just give me one country. Where would you go? Well, I, well, our plan is to go to Greece next summer, but okay. I really do want to visit Germany. Ah, very good. So. Very good. So finally, question five. What is the best vacation you have ever taken? I've had a lot of good vacations, I'll say, Um, but probably the best one was this summer. My husband and I and uh, three other couples, we went to Mexico um, to a resort where we, you know, laid on the beach all day and kind of did what we want to. Um, It's one that we had planned to go on in in June of 2020. Mm. And we had to cancel that because COVID happened. And so finally we were able to go right after school this year. And so it was just nice being, I haven't been, I haven't traveled anywhere since my honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And so it was just nice to be able to go somewhere without my children who I love dearly, but sometimes you need a break. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had, we had a great time. Terrific. Um, that's tough. <clears throat> I've got two choices, one with my kids and one without. So <laughs> your pick. I know. Probably <clears throat> one of our best trips was it was during COVID and um we went to Key West. Okay. Me and okay. my husband and some friends. Mm-hmm. And it was much needed, especially after being homebound for so many months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just being able to go socialize somewhat. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot has to do with because of COVID, it just made it even more fun. Sure, sure, (laughs) sure. All right. Well, you answered the five questions. We're good. Um, So, again, I want to thank Ms. Foss and Ms. Brown uh, for joining us today and sharing some of their insight into the Adobe Design classes that are currently in our schools. Um, and uh, I really hope that you can come back a little bit later down the road and let us know all the new exciting stuff going on in your classes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, enjoy your EdTech journeys.